All right. Hey there, everybody. Uh, welcome to Two Loud Adams. We are uh, getting started on our first inaugural episode. First inaugural. I mean, that's kind of redundant, isn't it? <laughs> I guess yeah, so, yeah. Just, I know, I know. Nobody likes a smart ass. <laughs> so we're, uh, we're sitting here uh, right now on uh, Wednesday evening. We got the uh, Atlanta United 2 and Charleston Battery game on in the background uh, where there's a, another Lundegaard in goal for Atlanta. But we're going to talk about our Lundegaard a little bit later on. And mm-hmm. we're going to talk about the most recent performances against uh, who did we play again? I can't remember. Hartford Athletic. Never twice, heard of them. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Who goes up to Hartford, Connecticut? Right. They've been wailing ever since they lost the Whalers in the NHL. <laughs> yeah, no. So we're going to talk a little about those two matches. Um, I mean, what maybe. else? Do, what else do they have there other than a bunch of insurance companies uh, flooding the flooding the Congress with money just so that they can keep doing the, stealing money from our pockets? But that's another story. <laughs> they they sure had the, uh, the sponsors lined up. I guess they got oh, a, lot, yeah. a lot of big sponsor. That's good for them. Um, but yeah, you know, those are two performances. I think that uh, there's a lot of good to take from them. But at the same time, we kind of want to forget them. Um, earlier right, this right. evening, it looks like Philadelphia Union 2 or Bethlehem Steel, or we don't really know who they are, uh, just got their win over New York Red Bulls, our next opponent. So that puts us uh, firmly in last place in Group F. But that's okay. We will recover and we'll get back on our feet. I, I, I was going to call him Big Ben Jr., but then that might just make them regular, regular Ben. That's not a bad nickname. Maybe they'll run with that. Maybe they'll hear this and uh, and and take that away. I know, right? Still working on a nickname for uh, Red Bulls too, outside of Red Bull Junior. I don't know, does it make them Red Cows? Red Cows. Yeah. Well, we, uh, you know, as as DC United fans uh, originally, right? We're, we don't we don't have a yeah, fond yeah. feeling toward New York Red Bulls. So hopefully, oh, we, we do not. We absolutely destroyed them uh, the season ender last year. That's right. And hopefully, and inshallah, we'll do it again this year. But that's uh, <laughs> but that's for the future, I suppose, yeah. when we find them again. So well, let's, let's about, yeah. yeah, these these two games, uh, both Hartford games, um, you know. Yeah. And one both of the, heartbreaking losses, too. Both heartbreaking losses, you know, against veteran teams. You know, I think that Hartford really has a lot of vets out there. You know, they brought in that new coach from uh, Southampton uh, out. Uh, one of their the players pond. is Aloni from Southampton. That's uh, right, yeah, so. They're they're really trying to, to get the feeder system going with the uh, the that Premier League side uh, who copied our jerseys, but I that's know, okay. Right? Um, they're they're going <laughs> to be not, we're not bitter. We're not bitter. <laughs> we're a little bitter, um, but that, you know they're going to take a you know they're going to take a lot of that, that that veteran talent out there and, and and bring it to the field. But that that's certainly nothing that we can't compete against. We got a lot of talented guys on our team um, through the academy. Indeed. Yeah. So you know. Looking at the last two games, uh, you know, what we, one of the things we wanted to try to do on this podcast is talk about some man of the match uh, style performances, um, you know, some some folks that stood out. And, uh, you know, maybe if uh, if you keep giving us some listens, then we'll we'll talk about some folks that didn't stand out. But we won't get into the negatives. Tonight. <laughs> but, um, you know, this yeah. most recent game, uh, the man of the match, actually, I, I believe we're going with uh New guy, Cairo Mustafa, who's coming. Cairo Mustafa. Yeah, that's right. From Came Niger. From Niger. That's right. There we go. Yeah. Yep. So he's uh, he came he came in and just you know was a major part of every attack. You know, I, I don't. I know you didn't get a lot of time to watch uh, the the game, Adam, but it, it seemed as though he was just kind of everywhere. He was uh, creating a lot of opportunities. That's good to hear, especially because you know he's just, he's. Uh... A very young guy from uh, 
Niger and he's just getting his getting his feet wet in uh, professional soccer in general. Oh, that's good to hear. Yeah, I, I actually don't know how old he is, um, but according to uh, Wikipedia, so you know, take it with a grain of salt. It's he's uh, 19, says he's nineteen years old. Oh wow. Okay. Well, that's a that's a young age to be so far from home. Um, but then again, there's also a thing that says that he's born February nineteen ninety two, which would mean that he's uh, closer to twenty eight years old. <laughs> so I'm not sure who's right here. I'd have to I'd have to look that up. But any but let's not uh, focus on that part. Yeah, what's the difference? Those ages are exactly the same in soccer. Age is just, just the number, <laughs> depending on the number of tens. But yeah, I'm, but yeah, I think that <laughs> seriously, I think that the uh, the night these the 19 years old is what he's at because he was playing on Niger's uh, international youth team, the U17 and the U20, uh, very recently. So unless that somebody. Uh, edited their birth certificate like uh you know a certain uh superstar on my old high school uh, basketball team I, I think we're good i think he's you know got something for the future and if not here then hopefully uh in a bigger league but please stay here man we could really use you yeah yeah keep putting those performances in uh Kyra. that was that was awesome that was awesome to see and I, I, you know, we can tell you're going to be on the end of uh, some some pretty significant attacks in the future. Um, some of the other players that really performed uh, super well in, in the most recent game, uh, you know, someone who's becoming a, a leader uh, in that back line uh, is Colin Miller. You know, he came oh, off yes. of his line quick. You know, he, he had a couple mistakes here and there, but he cleaned them up. Um, you know, he was communicating uh, as goalkeepers do. They, they love to yell uh, at their defense. <laughs> He was talking through, um, you know, Colin Miller didn't have the greatest game in the first game against Hartford, but yeah. way back in March, uh, we actually had him, uh, you know, before this podcast existed, we had him listed as our man of the match uh, with a very significant performance and some big stops uh, against yeah, Philadelphia. Kept a Union, clean so. sheet. That's right. Well, I guess it's a scoreless draw. Then, yeah, you're going to have a clean sheet, but still, he did show some incredible talent there. Even got a chance to talk to his uh, parents who, you know, think he's just, going through this as a phase before he gets a real job. Oh, no, no, no. He's, he's got a lot of talent, a lot of potential. But yeah. And, uh, but he's good. But I think he's good. He's got to go all in, man. He's, he's doing this, but I guess like he, like a lot of other people, I saw the first Hartford game is a bit, is a bit, you know, shaking off the rust yeah. there and uh, let in a couple of real easy sitters. And then there were a couple others where, you know, between the first and second Hartford games where you just, you got to tip your cap to the offense in that one. Like Tyreek Johnson guy was the player who was loaned to them from Southampton, just completely uh, not making Lundegaard and launching and chipping a shot right over him into the goal. Yeah. Lundegaard, uh, you know, obviously a very talented kid. Uh, the team and the coaches, the staff, everyone uh, really looks to rely on him. Um, you know, you can see there's confidence for that young kid. I think he's 16 years old and they're, you know, he's, he's got a lot of confidence for that age, you know, taking the ball and, and driving it upfield, uh, you know, setting up plays and setting up, you know, the midfield for success. But he certainly got picked on uh, this game. Uh, you know, it, it, yeah. it stinks to see that. It, it really sucks. But at the same time, you know, hey, he's, he's got to learn. He's got to pick himself back up and, and, and continue to fight to maintain that starting position. Yeah, that was one of the points that uh, I think now it's just me, I think, in the first Hartford game is that Hartford Athletic, they they're they don't have like they don't feed into anyone directly like uh, Loudon does in the MLS. So they can afford to have a lot more you know pros there playing for 
playing for their lives, playing for the trophy, whereas uh, Loudon has a little more leeway and just see, take the kids from the DC United Academy and see what they've got, which ones have potential to make the first team with DC United or with another team in the, in a pro league. It's, um, but it's, you know, it's definitely a heightened challenge for Loudon United as a whole, but it's also a great reward if we can uncover some great players there like you have griffin yell who oh, yeah. scored the first ever goal for the first this ever team's existence 16. yeah so cool. and uh now he's got a almost permanent spot on the on dc united now well we'll see we'll get into a little bit of those dc in betweeners yeah, yeah. But, anyway, that's but that's a discussion for another time yeah later in the conversation you know you're yeah. you're ripping to talk about those in between is that's certainly something yeah. you specialize in adam um Thanks. So but yeah, back to the Hartford game. Well, though. yeah, I just want to talk a little bit more about this game. And then you will, I just, you know, highlight a couple of the players right, that played right. well. Um, you know, I, I certainly think one player that really stood out to me this game, especially I was almost bummed to see him come off was Massimo. Uh, Ferrin. Yeah. The, yes. from, from, from Canada. Canada. <laughs> so he really was, was doing great. Um, another good performance from uh, Ted Cudi Pietro as well. I think almost not as good as maybe his last couple performances, but he's kind of coming back off of an injury. Um, yeah. And it was good to see Aliona Nador as well, come back into the mix, um, mm-hmm. jump in there. The last one I want to say, or the last two, I guess, on the defensive side, Jacob Green was just, it was fun watching him run up and down the sideline and just settle balls off his chest and just move the ball forward um, really gracefully. And then Timothy Mel, maybe ruining that name, um, unfortunately came on for Adam Lindegard while he was struggling a little bit and and seemed to really uh, solidify that back line. Yeah, he really earned his spot despite being signed like just a few days before the game, wasn't it? Or a, few, or a week before the game, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I think he but came it, from Chattanooga Red Wolves, but I'm, I'm, you, it, you, you might know yeah. more than I do. But yeah, he was signed very. He only had like a little bit of time between uh, getting signed and being asked to take the field, and I think he performed pretty well considering those circumstances. Yeah, heck yeah, yeah. And so, just a real quick touch on you know, I know another uh, Hartford loss prior to the one we just played. Yeah. But uh, the the certainly the outstanding performance from that game. Uh, with some wild stat lines was uh, Jeremy Gray. Um, oh, yeah. I, you know, I don't have them offhand. I should have written them down, but he was really, <laughs> you know, tearing them up. You know, his his partnership in the Philly game with Moses, uh, M- Moses Neiman was just amazing. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it was cool to see him continue to, to just drive forward and be that that uh, engine of the midfield. Uh, and I, I really, really like to see that. Yeah, it was really great to see him, uh, you know, on the field they just need to uh i don't know the, 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 the excuse me the thing is that they really need to uh finish those goals in the run of play so far at least this year they haven't uh scored anything that wasn't on a penalty kick yeah both those they came close a couple right. times but that's you know post horseshoes and hand grenades and all that yeah El- elvis uh ammo he, he certainly is uh as 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 Coach Martin said, the Swiss Army knife of that team. I have no idea where he yep. plays, but uh, I don't, I don't well, know. This if is the knows. king. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, um, real quick, you know, we'll, we're going to move on from the Hartford conversation. Start talking about yeah. some other stuff as well. Um, a real quick thank you to our first ever sponsor, which is the Loudon Stampede. Uh, they are the official fan club or supporters group for Loudon United. Boy, yeah, soccer hooligans who want to live in the Loudon community, got a stampede. <laughs> 
Yeah, just a, a shout out to them. Um, really cool for, for putting us up and supporting us, getting us going. Um, they have some upcoming events. It sounds like we got some intel. I'm not sure if this is official yet, but uh, their next watch party is looking like it's going to be August 12th and probably at Solace Brewing Company. I think that's in Sterling. Yep. So if you're in Northern Virginia and you want to hang out with uh, other fans and cheer on our boys and Loud United, come stop on by. Heck yeah. So um, so jumping right into uh, the next segment we wanted to try to cover, each week we want to look at and kind of spotlight some of the academy players uh, that are, are coming up through and talk a little bit about them. This is something, you know, this and the DC Inbetweeners are something that Adam um, is just really passionate about. And so he's going to he's gonna tell you all about who this week's Academy Spotlight Player of the Week is. Indeed. Today we're going to focus on, I guess this week actually, we're going to focus on Jeremy Garay, 17-year-old central midfielder from Woodbridge, Virginia. Hey there, Woodbridge. Wanna I know where that is. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But yeah, and on top of that, uh, he's recently announced a verbal commitment to the University of Virginia men's soccer team Whoa. at the end of last year. He's going to begin school there this semester, though. Uh, whether that semester will happen in this uh, COVID-19 world is uh, up for debate. Yeah, you know, I actually knew a good buddy of mine went to UVA, was on the uh, was on the national championship winning team over there. So wah wah, that's good to nice. hear. Uh, give that guy a shout out, I guess. Ari Demas, uh, I think he lives in London now. It no longer plays pro soccer, I think. Oh my, he has to speak English. English. I hope yeah, he's able he... to acclimate to it. <laughs> <laughs> if this if this podcast makes it across the pond, uh, you know the. Uh... And if this podcast makes it across the pond, I am sorry if I was racist against London people. I oh, apologize. Geez. So, <laughs> so let's, let's get back on to Jeremy Gurley. Yeah, yeah, but so, back to um, the important thing. Anyway, so he was, uh, he's he was, also technically speaking a veteran of the team, one of its oh. founding one of its uh, founding members, so to speak, because he was this team is only about a year and a half old. He uh, got he got on the starting eleven during the first ever home game at Segra Field. That's right. Yeah, when they uh, broke the. I want to say ice, but it's not, not, it's, this isn't hockey chat. It's a fuck pitch. So, but yeah, Segra field, he uh, was in the starting 11 and uh, it was a really great game, really positive energy coming through while the uh, supporters groups, both for DC United and uh, Loudoun United uh, came together, rocked the house. It was amazing. And uh, it was back to Jeremy. He's got some interesting uh, stuff all the way back when he was, uh, you know, 12, 13 years old, back in 2016, he began in the DC United Academy there, had put up some really good numbers to the point where he got a spot on the US, on the US uh, national under 14 boys soccer team. Whoa. Yep. Even uh, got to compete in Croatia uh, that year when uh, they were competing in that tournament. <laughs> and uh, most, and one of most recently, uh, this year, he's been getting some man of the match uh, performances, as uh, the other Adam here uh, mentioned. Yeah, he had a game last season against Charleston Battery. I think this was brought up uh, last night. I think so. You know, we'll get into this a little bit, but Coach Martin was on an interview last night, and uh, you know, everybody loves to talk about that Charleston Battery game with Jeremy Gray, where he had like it was an audacious number. It was like ninety six percent completion percentage, and it was like a hundred and one passes or some just ungodly uh, amount of, of successful passes. And 
you know, awesome to see, but yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't like to go to Croatia. I don't know, you know, obviously my soccer skills are not at that level, but uh, you know, it'd be, it'd be cool to get a yeah. trip out there, play some soccer. But yeah, to do it when you're under, when you're on the under 14 team, that's just amazing. Kids got definitely got potential with that kind of uh, knock on his resume. And like you were saying, he's an, an pretty good facilitator. He's got like an almost 90% success rate on his, uh, on his passes. And when the passes are long, he's got 53, 54%. Oh, that's huge. He's just, just amazing at uh, distributing the ball to the people who need it. That's crazy. And uh, I mean, and this year, well, for given the fact that we've only played three games so far this year, sure. but he's played all but 12 minutes of these, of this season. Um, having wow. said that, you know, he's only gotten one assist from last year and he has yet to get his first professional goal for Loudon, but we, but, you know, we're rooting for him and we know that it'll come sooner or later, as long as you just, you know, keep playing it, you'll get your chance, Jeremy. Yeah. And he, he keeps kind of, you know, I know he's not really designed to be a box to box guy, but he seems to be someone who, you know, at least it spreads out those opportunities. So, you know, I, I, I could see him yeah. becoming an assist machine um, if he starts playing forward a little more. Indeed. Yeah, I hear and, he's got his own Wikipedia page too. Since we've already brought up Wikipedia, <laughs> he does now. Wow, somebody's on the ball. <laughs> that's a fun fact. Yeah, that was a quick Google search while you were going on right there. But yeah, that's <laughs> that's, that's good to see. Yeah. We don't even have our own Wikipedia page, but that's okay. That's probably for the better. Yeah, honestly, I don't want to get involved in a flame war in the talk section already done that with enough pages and no, i'm just joking yeah so um continuing on uh you know another another piece i know you you care a lot about right now is uh you know as a as a really big diehard dc united fan not that i'm not i love dc united um you know big dc united fan but you're uh you're certainly there more often than i am so um you you know a lot of those in-betweeners like um moses neiman and uh you said Griffin Yao earlier. Griffin Kevin, Yao. Don't forget Kevin Paredes, who Kevin uh, got Paredes. his first yeah. official uh, playing time with the big squad during the MLS's back tournament. Yeah, he not only did he get his opportunities, he had multiple, but that last game especially, I know that nobody wants to talk about losing to yeah. Montreal, but to Thierry Henry, which big props to Thierry Henry and his, his crew for doing that. But Kevin Paredes came in and immediately impacted the game. It was yeah. like – he, he was this full-time, you know, it, it was amazing the way he just, just started shredding the, the defense up and creating opportunities and even had a, an amazing shot that had no right being saved. Yeah, it was just, it was a silver lining in an otherwise dreary, cloudy game. Yeah, that's right. I'm uh, sure there's a couple of other players that we're missing too, but um, yeah. you know, the, the, and, this is certainly yeah. something that, you know, we focus on. Yep. Um, from the Loudon side, because, you know, you never know, like last season, they were coming up, they were coming down, they were going back and forth. But, you know, with COVID, yeah. that's probably not really a possibility, is it? Yeah, I think the rule, I forget where I saw this, or if you saw this, but it's like, if you go, I think it's if you go from DC United to Loudon or from the MLS side to the USL side, then you can't go back for the rest of the season. Is that and just this season? Is that COVID related? At least for what I know, from what I know, it's going to be at least for this season, especially because there's talks for the MLS to after the, uh, I hate to say the tournament name, MLS is back tournament. <laughs> it's a stupid name. And oh. I swear that they just had it as a placeholder and then they realized they didn't have anything better. 
the marketing. Oh, it's just staff like our led, podcast so. name. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Wait a minute! Don't insult our podcast name with that. <laughs> but in all seriousness, though, back to the back to the point. The um, yeah. So if they go from the MLS side to USL, they're probably not going to be allowed to switch back if DC United needs them. Um, mm, okay. So unfortunately, so for better or worse, in their case, I think better. They're stuck with the DC United for now, at least. Until okay, they prove fair. that they deserve to be with the big boys, as say uh, Griffin Yao and Donovan Pines have. Ah, uh, Donovan Pines. There's another big one. I think we got him for a couple of early games, but you know, with oh, the yeah. lack of defensive support that DC has, I, I don't think we ever see him again. He's he's huge. He just yeah. was he was amazing when, when we did have them. Have, have yeah, them. and he he's earned a spot as a center back on on that on that team, and also to a certain extent, Chris Odoi adds them who That's I right. believe is still technically a two-way player in between or whatever. Yeah, the term but is. he was it was just because he was recovering, yeah. you know, and that's, yeah. and that's fine. But you but know, having said that, yeah, I think he's he definitely uh can prove that he uh, deserves to be on the main squad. Yeah, you know, in Pines man, it, it's funny cuz ev- everything I hear and I I see online everything about Donovan Pines, he seems like kind of a quiet, really nice, uh sweet guy. But man, yeah. you see him out there defending a corner kick, and, and I, I don't want to be, I don't want to stand near him, man. I, <laughs> I, I just feel like I'll get bulldozed by him. He's oh a, yeah, he's a big that guy, man, can, man. Oh yeah, he's just amazing at going up for the ball when it's right near him. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm certainly, I'd be watching for elbows, but uh, yeah, he, he does well. <laughs> he, uh, he did really well for us. You know, it was a, it was a part of our first couple wins, and uh, you know, even our first tie. I think you know that you mentioned that first Griffin Yao goal. Oh against, yeah. Uh, well, I don't even know. Maybe that was Red Bulls. I'm not even sure anymore. No, it was a different team. I should yeah. know the answer to that one. I'm sure we'll probably get it in the next episode if yeah. I remember. Then <laughs> that's okay. So yeah, um, you know, I still got this Birmingham uh, Legion Charlotte Independence game. We're switching between those two. Uh, looks like they're getting started right now, but uh, Charleston Battery is still tied. Not that either of these things are in our group or affect us, but. Uh, I think the, the big game today was Philly, but either way, back to uh, back to the academy kids. Oh, and one last thing: yep. Griffin Yao's goal was against Memphis Nine Hundred One FC. Memphis Nine Hundred One FC. We're yeah. gonna we're gonna say it was against partly Tim owned Howard, by Tim Howard. Know. Yeah, that's Howard. right. We're gonna say it was scored on Tim Howard, even though I know he didn't join until this season. Well, he is kind of like a goalie manager type deal owner. I think he's everything. Yeah. Yeah, he's a little bit of everything on that. That's team okay. Now. You know, so I, we'll take it. Live in the dream. I think we all wish we uh, owned, played, and uh, managed a soccer team. I know, right? But I guess we can't all be Tim Howard or Wayne Rooney. Yeah. So, you know, one of those kids in particular that I think we I could really see transitioning and coming back, and, I, you know, fingers crossed, right? You know, who knows? But is, yeah. is Moses Neiman. You know, he I mentioned earlier he partnered so well with Jeremy Garay in the midfield. And yeah. His lack of minutes during the MLS's back tournament. I'm not saying he's not being used, but I'm just saying he yeah. wasn't used. And if he came back, I, I, I just mean, I'll say that, he wasn't used. Well, yeah, and but they may still have him in the plans. You know, you never yeah. know. Ben Olsen may have some significant plans for him. But if not, Ben, and you're listening, which I know you're not, listen. <laughs> that all we're just saying is he played so well with Jeremy Gouray. Get him those minutes in the midfield. They were an absolute unit in there. And, and I'm talking like stat wise, one of the better midfields, you know, pairings in yeah. the USL. Yeah, definitely. So, well, and if you don't want Moses, we'll gladly uh, have him back here at Loudon. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, I just, you know, it's just too important of a machine that, you know, having that, that good midfield pairing to not only come back and, you know, distribute the ball forward, but also come back and, you know, defend um, as needed. So, right, right. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, um, moving on, uh, we'll go to the next next topic, next, next subject. Uh, it looks like last night, if anybody had the chance to tune in, uh, RFK Refugees, which is another really wonderful podcast, uh, talks about DC United focus. And every yep. once in a while they delve into loud and stuff. And one, they've been really great recently about uh, interviewing uh, Coach Ryan Martin, uh, which we love and we always we always tune in. So this time it looks like they didn't do the normal podcast iteration. Instead, they just did an Instagram live uh, interview with Coach Martin, and it was awesome. It was it was really informative. Uh, you know, Coach Martin opened up right off the bat and just said, "Hey, look, we've got to start better." Uh, you know, the margin for ever error. I think he said at the pro level. It's just it's just different, and, and so can't be making mistakes. Got to start better. Got to get clean in, in in those opening minutes. Yeah, Couldn't especially with that. the amount of times Hartford scored in both of those games, almost giving up a hat trick in the second game in 13 minutes. Yeah, you know their through balls were just you know piercing, um, especially in that second game to uh, Ever Guzman or Ever Guzman. He you yeah. know, he's a very talented uh, you know veteran, older player. Not he's not old. Not, hey, not not calling you old. But he's an <laughs> older player at the pro level, and uh, you know he's he's got the uh, the wisdom to kind of you know know how to make those runs, time them right, and it was just something that opened us up uh, on that back line early, yeah. early. You know, I, I don't know if it was the bus trip. I mean, there's so many rules with COVID on the buses. You know, it sounds like they have to stop every couple hours and like clean the entire thing out, like every two hours mm. or so, and then get back on. They've got a room with the same. You know, teammates every single time they can't stay the night after the game. So try to minimize their footprint uh, during, you know, game weeks or whatever. So right after the game, they jumped right on the bus and drove back. Um, you know, it, it's just unfortunate. So maybe, maybe that got into our head. Maybe that'll impact us less during some of the home games. Maybe they should back. play in their own bubble for the group. I mean, nobody's going to the uh, Philly oh. union stadium. Why not use them? Oh, really? Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, no one can go to the New York Red Bulls game either. That one's that's one of those teams, um, you know. But at the same time, yeah. But to be fair, they disguise their fans as uh, blue and red seats. So, oh geez. even before COVID, well, you know, at the same time though, you know, Louisville, one of the teams that we play uh, within the next week, it sounds like they can have a pretty significant uh, number of bodies in that stadium. Um, oh, so, you know, yeah. who knows, you know, we're going to go from playing in front of nobody in New York to, to playing in front of probably the largest crowd that we're going to see in a stadium during our tenure during the USL, this USL season. So, yeah, that should definitely be uh, interesting to see how they deal with the pressure from that. And, uh, you know, and also keep in mind, as we've said before earlier uh, in this podcast, that uh, a lot of these uh, people are still, you know, academy kids and uh yeah. up and coming uh pros trying to break into it so yeah. there's going they're going to make uh they're going to make mistakes that you you wouldn't see at higher levels the only but as coach martin was saying it's still a pro game you gotta be ready to step up to, on a pro level you gotta heck yeah you can't just you know, the other team doesn't care if you just if you're just a 16 year old academy kid or a 28 year old lifer. You're you're no, going to get don't. this. You're they're going to run you over if if the, you're between them and the goal. They're going to run you over. You got to just be the one to stand pat and don't let them. 
I know it's well. kind of I'm speaking generic coaches here, but you get the idea. Yeah. yeah, and you know, speaking of those, the young kids, you know, that's something that Coach Martin did talk about. Uh, you know, some of the opportunities for maybe some of those MLS kids. He didn't mention any specifically that I could I heard at least. Right. Uh, but some of those MLS kids may be coming down. Um, he mentioned uh, two of our draft picks or DC draft picks uh, mm-hmm. and, and their potential. You know, the first one he mentioned was the first overall pick that DC took, which was Simone Lefebvre. I, I might be ruining that name, but I think it's um, Lefebvre, but yeah, it's a French name. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Well, so he's, <laughs> yes. yeah, he guess he's in quarantine for the U.S. Uh, right now. Yep. That's uh, used, uh, fr- yeah, because he's a French citizen. His, uh, it was a bit of a question mark whether or not he'd even show up for the team uh, this year. Oh, really? Okay. Well, yeah. He didn't, I guess he, but apparently he is still there. So, yep. So he had to come into the country. Uh, he quarantined now, but he's, he's on the U.S. side. Uh, he, and I quote Coach Martin, I believe is what he said was he's not sure if he'll be cleared for the 12th the august 12th game against new york red bulls too and that's okay uh colin miller's been playing well i know he's led in seven goals uh, in the last two games but i don't think that's a, it's, it's a really reflective of his uh play so you know I, I think that that's that's totally fine but it'd be good to see the the six foot nine goalkeeper out of uh, bordeaux france he actually went to the bordeaux academy actually so to see him in goal he, in the sticks well do you think he was old enough to drink wine over there <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just I don't saying. know that. You ever seen those jerseys? They're they're almost like they're wine uh, jerseys. I think it's wine colored. Well, they they know their audience. What can I say? So and he also mentioned the other draft pick, uh, Josh Fawol. Josh Fawol. So he uh, mentioned that he's injured. Um, I think he said something about it, not not significant. Maybe he's going to be nearing recovery, coming back soon. But um, that's a shame. Yeah, that, uh, so. he got injured. He well, did. certainly, yeah, I think that it's been, obvious. he was, you know, re- in the very first game against Philadelphia Union. I know it seems like a lifetime ago, but yeah. against Philly Jr., he was putting up some real impressive. He looked like he was doing a real impressive job uh, stepping into the spotlight on pushing the pushing the ball forward. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. And, you know, we it, it shouldn't need to be expressed that we need support on the attacking side. Yeah, I think oh, that yes. when Endor gets fully back going. Um, you know, and he gets confident and it's just that, I think that's a lot of these leagues you're, you're seeing that as the struggle to kind of mm-hmm. keep going on the attacking side, but you know, once Indoor gets going, you know, and, and if we get Fawole back, you know, I think that there's a lot of potential there for some link up for some, some, you know, hardworking goals. Um, and the other, you know, speaking on the attacking side and, and potentially another Swiss army knife type player was uh, TKD, Ted Cudi uh, Pietro, you know, in, in that first Hartford game mm-hmm. back, uh, it, it coach mentioned that he was kind of limiting him to about a 15 minute window. Yeah. Um, he subbed so- him in and then subbed him back out. That was kind of odd until I heard uh, either the announcer or coach Martin himself. I forget say that. Yeah. Uh, well, so he, he explained that a little bit. He, he kind of said the intent was for him to be the last 15 minutes, but he just, he knows that that TKD can, can really impact the game yeah. that he can really, you know, he brings a lot of fire to the game and, and you can see it out there, man. He's, he talks, he's a young kid, but he talks, he's loud. He points, he, you know, he's, yep. he, he makes the right decisions when you need him to make the, those decisions. It, it's good to see from a kid at that age, but if he's yeah. injured or if he's, you know, recovering from something, you got to be careful with him. And, you know, it was cool to see him play as much as he did in his last game, but uh, you, you don't know, you don't know what, where he's at, you know, injury wise, you don't know, what potentially has i think it's safe to say uh with with two games in short order coming up soon it 
you know, I, I don't see him playing two nineties. Let's put it that way. Right. Right. But, you know, give him, but um, I, I'll, I'll probably, you know, go more in depth on uh, TKD uh, in a future episode, but I just wanted to say that, uh, you know, if he keeps up this, uh, if he keeps up his uh, performance uh, the next year or two, you could, we could see him in a black and red Jersey. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent agree. A lot of these yeah. kids, you could say the same, you know, Jacob green and Adam Lundegaard, they, these yeah. are kids uh, of the future for DC and, and Hey, you know, we're going to be all in for loud and we're going to go all in for loud. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, we have to be aware that to an extent, you know, this is the focus and this is the investment that DC is making out here. Um, it yeah. is, is kind of processing it and seeing what level and capability that these players have at the pro side. So. Indeed. So, yeah, so. But yeah, but for, but for the moment that he's here, it's, you know, it's great to see him. He can uh, just uh, run up the, the right wing there and uh, create all these chances, take all these things, even, uh, you know, managed to score a goal uh, last year. But again, we'll, we'll discuss that more in depth on a future episode. Though. Heck yeah. I like it. Yeah. So um, the, the last real segment and topic we wanted to kind of cover in uh, tonight's first I won't say first inaugural because that's not <laughs> is, um, is the COVID talk stadium uh, capacity talk for our first home game, which is Segra field. It is at Segra field. Where, what is the date? Here's your trivia. Do you know the date of our first home game? Do, 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 it is do, the 19th do, do, of August against do, Pittsburgh do, do. River Hounds. I might have just typed faster than you or who knows. Yeah, maybe but, you did, but I was just concentrating on humming the, uh, theme of that show that uh, you know is very popular never heard yeah. all right so <laughs> yes you could, well, okay, look so i don't want to get into double jeopardy here okay it was i, uh, I know was, my rights it was intentionally uh, or intended to be the first home game was supposed to be the the louisville game but i, I think i think i'm this is an estimation here but i think the loudon united staff saw that new stadium that louisville just built and they said holy hell, we've got to go there. That place is too nice not to play in. So they just gave away one of our home games. I'm just kidding. I don't think that maybe that's maybe who knows. That's maybe. Who knows? who knows? Who knows? I mean, I'd go there. No. Yeah, that's right. Well, if I had the time and inclination and, you know, to do so. And, and that is um, that game is on the 15th. So we've got we've got that in, you know, the 12th, the 15th. And then we're going to be ripping right into that first home game on the 19th at Segar Field. Um, you know, there's gonna be a lot of COVID stuff going on. It sounded like the Hartford folks, they were, uh, when, when people were checking in and processing, they were checking uh, temperatures. They didn't, you know, they were assigning people locations to sit. I know as a season ticket holder, I've already been reached out to with, you know, opportunities on what to do with the fact that, I mean, we didn't get a full season this year. And so, you know, they're yeah. has been really gracious about, uh, you know, offering different options on, on those season ticket holders. And, and what so they're giving you like a down payment on the following year? Or what? Yeah, they're, they're allowing us to either apply, uh, and, and I don't want to speak for all because everybody has different levels of season. Right, right. Mine in particular, I was allowed to pay for, uh, you know, this one, this the rest of the season and uh, a chunk of, you know, or I think an option into to next season. But, you know, there's, I think that, again, depending upon, you know, whether or not you have a suite, you know, which I do not, um, or whether or not you're in the supporter section, you know, I think that there's a large variety in, in what they're offering, but you're right, it's cool right. to see them offering something. It's cool to see them, them doing that. Um, but it, it'll be interesting. You know, they said one fifth of the stadium, right? I, I think that's what, what it was. Something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, I have to cool. look up the numbers, but yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. You know what, how do they manage that? How is that happening? You know, I know hopefully we can get some of those answers. Um, maybe, you know, it, it, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll try to bug some of the staff and, and see, uh, see what we can find out. 
Yep. So yeah, um, that's it, everybody. I, I, you know, I appreciate everybody listening in uh, to tonight's episode. You know, if you haven't already, certainly give us a subscribe. Uh, we'd love it. We'd appreciate it. If you, uh, if you've got any comments, thoughts on how we can better this podcast, you know, we're we're doing it. I mean, we'll be honest. We're doing it for us because we both like this team. We both like each other sometimes, and uh, you know, we're, we're. But we also want to do it for you guys, and we want to we want to provide you guys with something to listen to about this team and grow uh, its fan base. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, just let us know: were these Adams too loud or not loud enough? <laughs> because that's you know what we're trying to find, figure out here among all the rest of the news. Yeah, more importantly, if you've got a better idea for a name, uh, we're all ears. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, yeah. So stop us before we kill again, and or change the and or decide <laughs> to stay with this name. Anyways, I'm Adam Indelovitz, and I'm Adam Davis. And see you next time. Stay loud and united. The Two Loud Adams podcast is proudly sponsored by the Loudon Stampede, the official supporters group for Loudon United, and hosted by Adam Davis and Adam Mendelovitz. The executive producer is Mike Myers. If you'd like to be a part of our sponsorship, then hit the follow button and reach out. Cheers for now.